Hello and welcome to this week's photography podcast. Um, I don't know what, I don't, I've got no idea where we are. Has anybody got any idea what episode we're on? I think, is it? It's the second one of the year. Yeah, second one of the year. So, um, as you can see, James isn't here again this week and we've got Lynn, Lynn Luxon Jones. So, welcome Whee! this week, Lynn. Hello, thank you. Good to have you, Lynn. Good Hello. to have you back on. It's great to be here. So, how is everyone this week? Has anybody got anything that they want to report, anything exciting to tell us before we get started? No, it's been a quiet week at my end. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> Not exciting, but I went for physio on my hand today and nearly killed the physiotherapist. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Who said, Who said? bend your arm that way. And then she bent it and I really went through the ceiling. Ah! What, what's yeah. happened to your arm? I've knackered the tendons between my thumb and my wrist. Ouch. Yeah, I've never known pain like it. Where yeah, did you do that? So... Um, falling over on a rock and then spending the best part of two months chucking stuff into skips and clearing out my dad's house. Just too much mm. for Maurice because mm. he's not used to that sort of work. Uh, right. uh, it's, not, it's not your shutter hand, though, so that's all no, right. No, that one's safe. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go in for an op in two weeks because I've got carpal tunnel on both, oh, yeah. both so, arms, on both, both wrists. Sides, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm having the first one done in a couple of weeks' time, and then the next one, when that one's fully recovered. So yeah, I shall be like you, Lynn, with a oh. hand in a splint yeah, for a while. I don't envy you. That's a risky op, to be honest, Jamie. Oh, thanks for that, Paul. Yeah. What, what do they actually? What you do know, they do? You know, you you you'll 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 maybe 100% recover, or it'll be completely knackered. Oh, apart from that, apart from that, you'll be good fine. luck. Do you want some yeah. grapes? Shit. <laughs> right, I'm joking, on. Jamie. I'm joking. <laughs> Don't point giving him grapes, mate. He won't be able to eat them. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, he won't be able to pick them up. Really I'm successful operations. So I'm assuming it's in, in and out quickly. No, quick you'll be recovery. 100% recovered, but it'll take about six weeks to get everything working again. But you'll be fine after that. Right. <laughs> Have you practiced taking, like, pressing the shutter button down with your nose? <laughs> it on <will> my <be> toes. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, so we've all got hand injuries, have we, essentially? Or are, or are arm injuries? No, no, no I've I've had injuries. I've got none. I, I had my COVID booster this week. I felt a bit ropey the day after, but I'm fine now. So that's, that's all I've got to oh, report health-wise. That's great, David. But you're free again now, aren't you? Yeah, In I Wales? think so. Back to uh, oh, again. are we? I, t- yeah. I only get my news off the podcast. Every time I tune in, somebody <laughs> says, oh, this is happening in Wales. It's like, oh, thanks a lot. Cause Appa- I- well, if you want the news, apparently they're renaming Trevon Trifan. Ah, right, yeah, good. So- well, that'll make life easier for most people. <laughs> it will, yeah, it certainly will. That's why I don't go to Wales anymore. Because <laughs> David will pull me up on my pronunciation. No, well, the the thing is, next time you come to Wales, I'm going to show you around, and then you know I can help you with that when you're doing your piece to camera. <laughs> Sounds but like I've, a plan. I've got some sort of semi photography news. I've bought myself a new backpack. That Ooh. came this week. What'd you get, Dave? I got the Shimoda Action X50. Would that be mm. the one lurking in the background? Oh, yeah, it probably is, actually, yeah. Because uh, I, I I had some issues with the Atlas Athlete, despite the fact I had to use up my daughter's inheritance to buy it a couple of years ago. Uh, but there were things about it that, that really irritated me, even though a lot of it was brilliant. And I just thought, no, I'm not having this. And uh, I was looking at options. And I have to say that uh, having looked at all these sort of gushy american reviews of it uh the one that swung it was gareth danks uh he he'd bought exactly the same backpack and you know he's a guy that doesn't gush but he was very impressed with it so i thought okay i've got to say i fully loaded it out and it was to do with getting ready for going out camping because i'm going to make the most of this year Mm. along with the photography gear and uh I've loaded it up with all my kit and it is way more comfortable than, than the Atlas and uh, really good. So, you know, assuming it doesn't leak like a sieve, which it's not supposed to, uh, it should be a pretty good buy. Uh, arm and leg, though, so daughter's inheritance has been hammered again. <laughs> what litre is it? 50. Yeah. Cool. But because of the roll top, 
it's not sort of there's not a lot of empty bag flapping around when I don't need 50 liters yeah uh, mm. and it also is quite a it, it's a lower profile than the the atlas so when it's when it's packed out the weight is very close to your back as opposed to with the atlas you used to find the weight was hanging off your back and there was more than one occasion when I was um, climbing that I virtually fell over backwards with it which you don't want to do going up through the devil's kitchen if you can Not avoid really. it. Mm. Not really, no. <laughs> yeah. well, this episode so. is not sponsored by Shimodo, but um, <laughs> if, it no, is, can... if it is, we're all getting a cut, Dave, right? Because we're all involved yeah. here. It's not just you, all right? Exactly. No, you can cut all that lot out. It was nobody's interested. Oh, of course they are. No, I think they, they are. are. I bet yeah. they will be. I'm interested. Yeah. Real life experience with a product. Yeah. Well, I haven't it. taken it out yet. I've just walked around the garden with it fully loaded. I must admit, I I I, I <clears throat> packed it up and went around the garden, and I heard Mrs. G coming home from a dog walk, and I scuttled back in really quick because she doesn't know I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> she does now. Yeah, she does now. <laughs> True. Yeah. So she doesn't watch this drivel. <laughs> it's your daughter. I feel sorry for. She's getting skinter by the day. If she watches this, uh, she's doing all right. She doesn't need my money. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I tell, actually, um, can I just quickly? Um, I just want to give a, a, a thank you to um, Keith Keith Ratcliffe. Uh, yeah, Keith Ratcliffe. Actually, he um, he sent me a, a really nice email. He watched my last video um, at Moonham College. And he just sent me a really nice email, all to do with uh, grey and red squirrels. And uh, he is a, a pubcast regular as mm. well. So I just want to say thank you to Keith and for everybody as well who uh, always leaves like really nice comments and sends emails and great feedback. So and the Facebook group this week, Jamie posted uh, on the on the Facebook group asking for some questions, and those questions were superb. So, mm. yeah, just a thank you to everyone who, who watches and contributes. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the questions were great. And, and we're going to answer every single one of them, not tonight, but we're going to answer every single one of them over the course of the next few podcasts, definitely, because they yeah. were excellent. There's been some fantastic yeah. ones. Mm. And if you want to add to those, of course, then feel free, you know, just jump onto our Facebook page. Um, the link's in the description. And uh, just, you know, drop, a, drop a, a question in and we'll add that to... Uh, to a future podcast so yeah thank you very much for everyone who's done that thank you plus it saves us having to deal with darren's dopey topics <laughs> yeah exactly that was the reason i did it dave yeah <laughs> oh that's just harsh <laughs> but true yeah. oh, actually while we're while we're here or while we're talking about that why don't we start with a question um that's come from that uh facebook page which i've uh, promptly shut down um just have to give me a moment. Uh, I can tell you it was from Mark Dixon. Uh, and basically, let me find it. Hang on. This You're so slick. I know. Shocking, isn't it? Good job he does the editing. I had it open, but it... Oh, oh, he'll cut all of this out and he'll just say, we have a question from the Facebook page, and then bang, he'll be right okay. into it. So we have a question from the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, so Mark Dixon asked this question. He said... If you knew that your next photograph would be your last or the last one you could ever make, what would it be and why? So I know you particularly like this question, Darren. So I did. do you I want to start? Do you want to start, mate? Yeah. Um, I've been considering... Now, let me start this again. A safari has always been on my list of things to do. But it's never been at the top. It's always been sometime in the future. There's other places that I've always kind of wanted to go and I've focused more on the colder climates like Iceland and Sweden and Norway and then kind of places in obviously Snowdonia and the Lake District. And, you know, and I always thought one day, uh, you know, I would love to go on safari and actually see these, these wild animals. And uh, when that question was posed... I did think, do you know what, if I only had one opportunity, one more photographic opportunity left, that's what I would do straight away. I'd book up, I would go to, uh, I would go on safari and I would try and get some photos of uh, 
and some elephants and uh, some lions and just the, the, the wild the wild animals in Africa. But you can only so, have one. One fo- one photo. Yeah. So which which one of those would it be? Because it says if you knew that your next photo would be the last one you could ever make, what would it be? So you've got to pick one. I would wait for the mating set. I would keep taking photos until the mating season between an elephant and a lion. Once they they bred, that would be my last photo. But until then, I would just, you know, just take whatever comes along until that, you know. Would that be an Ellie-Ion? It would be an Ellie-Ion, yeah. That's exactly what I would... uh, I don't know. So you want want a, a photo of an elephant having sex with a lion? No. That's... No, I said I would like to take a photo of an elephant and a lion. You said I can only take one, and that's you said, hard, you said it? you wanted exactly. to wait till the mating season came along. Exactly. Well, so, I don't. Th- I don't think they're ever going to mate, are they? That was the thing. So, uh, would you've spoilt that joke now? <laughs> you have literally just. Did you see? You just sucked the soul straight out of me. Then that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> So that would that be where I would go. Right, moving on. Lynn, where would you go? Lynn, <laughs> get us out of trouble. <laughs> oh, God, just one. It would probably have to be the Aurora Borealis in Finland. As far north as I could get without falling off the edge of the world. But then if the Aurora Borealis didn't show, maybe Greenland with polar bear. Ooh. On the ice caps. Mating a lion or? Uh, possibly, or a penguin, whichever happened to come okay. along first. <laughs> I think you'd probably eat the penguin, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Mate it first. <laughs> it's a really difficult question, that. Yeah. Just one image. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the aurora is always a good show. Have you ever seen it before, Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been out to Iceland and I've been to Sweden but I've never seen the amazing displays that you see on Facebook and stuff that might get sorted this year <laughs> well where we saw it and where a lot of people see it is Senja in Norway and yeah. that does seem to be the place to go mm. so well, I found a company that does um, tours up in the top end of Finland Right. it's two hours from the nearest airport and there's nothing there so there's no light pollution yeah. um, so I'm looking into costs for that for the end of the year mm. fingers crossed what about, what about you then Dave um, I think if it's going to be my last image uh, that it kind of doesn't need to be something that I like because I'm not going to be able to enjoy it so I was thinking something like uh, maybe the view from the summit of Elidivaur, uh, one of my favourite peaks in right at the top end of Snowdonia. But that's where I'd like my ashes scattered. So if the photograph is on family members' walls, uh, you know, they've got some reminder of, of where I ended up and hopefully some reminder of why I love the mountains so much. That's really cute, that. Can I just say that because I, I know where I want my ashes scattered, and I won't mention it on here, but I've actually got a picture of where I want my ashes scattered. But you're saying you actually want the picture taken from looking looking away from your final resting well, place. Well, I'd I'd like to think that I'd have you know some foreground in it, so you'd kind of be able to see where what, the like ashes are, but also no, the, <laughs> the the foreground of the summit, looking across towards Snowdon and Krugorch and uh, down the Schlein Peninsula and that sort of thing. So you kind of get okay. There's the place where the ashes have blown off, and there's the view from that spot in the same image. I'd like to get a bit of foreground in it. Speaking as a photographer, it's, it's snowing. Oh no! Wait, no, it's, that's Dave. Sorry, that's Dave. <laughs> okay. Jamie, what about you, Jamie? Where would you hope? Home fan? Yeah, definitely be home fan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm really struggling with this one. If I'm honest, I, I struggle with most questions, so nothing's new there. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I went immediately into sort of sentimental mode when I read read that question about you know if it was your last ever picture you could take and 
you know, what would it what would it be? So I went in terms of to do with the family, I guess. You know, me it, too. In, yeah. in, me in a in in a family scene with everybody happy and you know um, representing your I guess your, your your last picture that your your relatives might see of you moving forward that they could treasure onwards really but that's where my head went to it rightly or wrongly I mean, so it yeah. would be a it would be a family scene i think with me in it <laughs> yeah but not something like an iphone snap of a hospital bed with them all standing around it no that would be a little <laughs> bit macabre wouldn't it no a nice happy scene in a happy environment maybe all of us down home fen that would be good can someone just put like put jamie's thumbs up to pretend that he's happy I know he's died, but if you could just, you know, just put his thumbs in place, that'd be really good. So, so you two would both go for family snaps in, but all family shots. Uh, Paul and Jamie, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ask me the question, yeah. Paul, what would you do? <laughs> what? Ask me the question. I just though. did. Yeah. You said, "What would you do? What 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 shot would you? Sorry, sorry, Paul. What shot would you take? <laughs> what do you mean? What shot would I take? Oh what, Jesus! What? Do you want me to ask the whole question? Yes, ask the question again. Okay, sorry. If you, you knew, to everyone else. If you knew that your next photograph would be your last, the last you could ever make, what would it be and why? It would be with my family. It would. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, well, you you've got to ask, haven't you? Because you asked everybody else. <laughs> okay, and you've well, got it. Yeah, so, but yeah, if, that, if that if that was a given, all right. If, that, if your family was a, as a given, and we're talking about you know somewhere that you'd like to go or or, or a particular photo that you'd like to shoot, yeah. where would it be? Old Man of Store. Mm. You want me? Old Man of Store. Oh yes. Is that because you've not been there, or you've been there and you love no, it? No, I've been there and it, it transformed my life. Yeah. It was amazing. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. It I, if you what, I, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you there, Paul, but if you watch Paul's vlog from there, you could see, like, literally, you could almost feel the emotion that was coming off him when he when he was up there. I remember that yeah. one really clearly. It's one of my favourite, I think, videos ever. So, thanks, buddy. Yeah, that's all yeah. Right. It was. It was just ultimate emotion. I didn't want to go up there. Um, I was with a friend, and we'd had a couple of bots, uh, a couple of uh, drams of scotch, and he said, "I'm going to stay in bed." And I thought, "Well, I'm going to go out anyway." And it's like a 40-minute hike up to the old manor store, and it blew me away. The place blew me away. If you want to go anywhere to realise what life is about, go to the old manor store, and it, it just—it uh, was transformative as regards both spiritually for me as. Uh, as a person and also from a photography point of view if you sit up on the old manor store where everybody goes and sits it the place is amazing when the when the sunrise comes up it's just brilliant gal did you did you hear the passion in paul's voice just then yeah which bit was that now now what does it look like through your vr goggles I don't know. Do you want me to get them and have a look now? Have, have a little look, yeah. mate. Let's see if we get the oh, same the same passion. Oh, we're not going back there. Are we look. I agree. No. I agree with you. I agree with you. It, there's no. There is no um, substitute for being there in person. But um, yeah, uh, place is amazing. Yeah, it really is absolutely awesome uh, place. I mean, I've got to say, it's it's really odd because because when you guys read that. It seems like well, a couple of you thought well, you know, if it's the last one I'm ever going to take because I'm going to die, and I thought it might be the last one I'm ever going to take because someone's going to come and take the camera away like the bailiffs. So I had a different approach uh, to what, but I was going to say the same as you guys, really. Family, I think if there's if if you're down to your last photo, and I mean I know you weren't going to say take it out, but if you're down to the last photo, I want it to be a really good one of the family, you know. Um, but if if you take that away, I don't know. Um, I guess it depends where where the most. I guess it's really a question about where your most favourite place is, or, or is where, there a, or a place that you've always wanted to go that's been on your bucket list, but you know you ever couldn't afford it, or or, or you know you just haven't got round to it yet, or just just a place that you'd always want to go and explore and photograph. That's the. It's difficult for me because most places 
that I would like to go to probably would be my last photo because I'd probably die of a heart attack <laughs> by the time we got up there. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a, a bit of a difficult one. I don't know. I've always. Do you know what I think? I watched. Um, I watched a video from Greg Whitten when he was in the Dolomites, and I always quite fancied that. I think the Dolomites look amazing. There's one particular. I've no idea what the mountain's called. Absolutely none. But it's sort of a very. Tristan. Lynn's been there. I'm yeah. sure she can you, help you, you out with that. You would love the Dolomites because you don't have to climb up big hills to get stunning photos. That's right up my street, Lynn. I'll be honest. It helps. There are some yeah. stunning photos to be taken high up, yeah. but you don't need to do it. Yeah, I, I think there. I think something from there. But yeah, um, I, for my first thought was family. I'll be honest. It was. I must admit, I mean, I made the assumption that it was, the, you know, a photograph that you would take when you've been given a terminal diagnosis. Because other than yeah. that, there's, there's no way that yeah. <laughs> there's no way that anyone's taking my camera gear off me. If the bailiff comes around, I'll shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> or hide in a store. Yeah. Now, Jamie, you actually got away with that. So I think we should come back to you. Because, yeah, because you didn't. No, mention he didn't. I he was said, the first one to choose family. You just me. jumped on my bandwagon. Yeah, but we I said didn't. if. <laughs> no, but we said it, uh, Darren said if it, if it can't be family. Yeah, that's a given. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, a place that I I've always wanted to go to is Canada, to be honest, and you know some of the the mountainous areas of Canada and the Rockies and places like that. So that would probably be somewhere I would want to go and shoot, but. You know, there's probably other places to be fair, but that that's the only thing that springs to mind with the criteria that you just set in terms of a place that you've always wanted to go to. So it would be the Rockies in Canada, around there. There you go. Well, I know for a fact that I know for a fact that Adam's watching because he commented on the last video. So Mm. Adam, just you know, I mean, you're he's a he's a he's got a bit of. And he's doing all right for himself. Just invite Jamie out. All expenses paid. I'd love to. Sure, he wouldn't. All, All of us. Mm. Or, or all of us, yeah, all I mean, of us, yeah. not just Jamie. I mean, Adam could fly us out. What should we? I mean, should we go first class or is that pushing it? No, first class. Yeah, yeah. Adam yeah. could fly us all that first class. Yeah, nice five star hotel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fe- feed us drinks. Yeah, I'd fly fly myself out if I got an invite from Adam. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, but I won't. So. Oh no, we're milking it. We're milking it. Paul. Oh yeah, no, we're oh, going Jesus, for it. Yeah. yeah, we don't. We don't just want an invite. That's Adam Moneybags Gibbs. Yeah. Oh no, it's on him. Yeah, definitely. Adam, if you are watching, ignore that lot. Fly me out. I'll go economy. It's not a problem. And I'll sleep in the camper van. And I'll even do the cooking. I'll, I'll pay my own way. What's the event before the end of the year? There's a video. Adam and Lynn. Out in, <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen now. You mark my yeah. words. I was actually supposed to be going to Canada at the end of this year. Then Expedia decided to cancel it, which I thought was really good of them. So, what, why? Was that COVID-related? Don't know. I, we've got, we were supposed to go two years ago, put flights on hold because you get a voucher. Mm. And I rang up to say, right, we want to book it. And they said, oh, yes, we're going to give you a refund. I said, oh, I don't mm. want a refund. I want my flight. Mm. No, the airline's cancelled. I'll be honest, Lynn, I, I don't think a sob story is going to break Adam. No. It might <laughs> oh do. I'm sure he's a softie, really. <laughs> you guys have most probably seen him or spoken to him, but he's a really nice guy, apparently, so... He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we had him on. He's a lovely bloke. Really, How really, things yeah. have changed. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. How things have changed. Yeah. No, we, we, we had him on. He's a, he's a great guy. He really he is. is. He is. Yeah. And Adam, if you want to come back, just give us a message because, you know, we're. Uh, not next week, though. No. Well, you're not here next week, are you? Because I'm not here next week. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, come on after next week. And anyone else, in fact, if you fancy coming on. I feel like you're BBC. <laughs> Other Adams are available. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so moving on, um, Adam. Sorry about that. Moving on. Um, let's talk about something else. So this is one that I came up with. See, now I'm admitting to it, Darren. I'm admitting to it. So um, if it goes terribly wrong, then it's all my fault. 
And I had a thought that we haven't, we, we haven't really ever spoke about a favourite lens or a lens that, that we've sort of got fond memories of. So I was wondering if uh, if we could maybe talk about, you know, the favourite lens you've ever owned. It doesn't have to be the sharpest. It doesn't have to be, you know, the best lens in the world, but just one that you've always loved, that you that you have fond memories of. So um, does anyone want to start that? Well, as it was your topic, mate, your question, go on, why don't you kick it off? All right. Uh, well, mine... <laughs> the worst this is terrible the worst thing is i can't re actually remember what the lens is called um but it was on a it's a panasonic lens and i think it was a i think it was a a 40 to 200 so that must be an 80 to 400 but it was on an, on an old panasonic because when i very first started with photography i had a panasonic g2 which is a micro four thirds lens uh, uh camera and i had a i think it was something like a 15 to something or another 35 but this one was a was a, a 40 i think it was a 40 to 100 is that what i said or 40 to 200 anyway i'll find it's up badly aren't i really badly i can't even remember what lens i had so this is your question yeah and you don't know the answer, the answer to it i do but i've forgotten what the lens was, it uh, was and my question's starting to look better now yeah considerably not really yeah <laughs> It, it was a, it was a, hang on, I'm going to Google it, so wait a minute. <laughs> it was a real favourite, though. No. That was great. The best lens know. ever. What? Yeah, it was a Panasonic 45 to 200. That's what it was. It was a 45, a Vario, a Panasonic Lumix G Vario 45 to 200, F4 to 5.6. And uh, I loved it. I absolutely Explain. loved it. It was... What, why did I love it? Because yeah. I was, I tell you what it was, right? When I was younger, or when I first got into photography, I I loved the the extra reach you could get from those zoom lenses. And and the way that, even that, even, I mean, because you're looking at it, you're thinking, what's that, a 90 to 400, isn't it? So essentially a 100 to 400 lens. But it blew out the backgrounds really nice. And I know four thirds sometimes have like slight issues with that. But it was—it's just a gorgeous lens. I remember. No, I know, Dave. It's just, just, just me all waffling. But it's—it was just a gorgeous lens. I just remember using it for holidays. I remember using it for video. I just remember taking shots of my kids with it and just really loving it. It, it wasn't the sharpest lens, but it just had like a had something about it, like a feeling, if that makes sense. Like a, mm. you know, the, the shots you took had had a, a certain sort of feeling with them i can't really explain it but it might have been the fact that i was taking photos of my kids when they were younger and good times and holidays and things like that but it just i just always remember that lens and i always remember getting the wow factor when i when i looked at the images that i just haven't had with a lot of other lenses so yeah now i've remembered what it is 45 to 200 panasonic anyone else lynn go on I, I don't have one. It depends what I'm shooting. At home, Fen, I was absolutely in love with the 70 to 200, even though it weighs a sodding ton, and it's got sand in it, so it's got a hair trigger for focus. But when I'm shooting seascapes, it tends to be the 17 to 55. But I haven't mm. mixed and matched with my lenses much. I tell you one I hate, and that's my 10 to 20. It's the foulest thing ever. But yeah. I use it. Can't stand the damn thing. You get a lot of distortion with that. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't like to focus. It was a second-hand lens. And I've heard people say you get bad copies of lenses. And uh, I think yeah. this might have been a Friday afternoon one. Right. But I yeah. use it because it gives me that little bit of extra width, reach. Yeah. Mm. But no, I don't have an emotional attachment to any of my lenses. Does that make me a bad photographer? I remember as well when I first got the the Canon 70-200 f4 and that was a beautiful lens as well just mm, it yeah. just it, I think I don't know I think there's a quality about certain lenses that just they they're just different you just get a different feel it's like I could shoot a 24 to a cat I had a Canon 24 to 70 f 2.8 I could shoot that as 70 millimeters f4 and it's got a totally different feel from seventy millimeters at f four on my Canon seventy or my old Canon seventy two hundred, 
Just it's like just chalk and cheese. They're totally different lenses, and you you, you could take the same picture, but they just I can't quantify it, but they just feel different. Well, they're, they're completely just, different lenses, yeah. aren't they? Not being funny, but they are. Yeah, they're different lenses, but what I'm saying is, is you're shooting at the same focal length with the same aperture. Yeah, but so yeah, you should, yeah. in theory, get similar results. No, you but won't they do. feel totally different. The you results feel totally different. You won't do. You won't get uh, different results. You, you'll get different results because the different lenses. So the 24 to 70, the way it works, it'll work better between 24 to 70 than across the range. To be honest. Yeah, but even then... <laughs> You're not giving up, are you, Gary? No, I just... I, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just, do. I just think there's a certain... I think certain lenses have certain aesthetics when it comes to taking the images that are different. No, so, you're right. You're right regarding that. Yeah. You are. But what your argument as regards the the, the, the lenses, two lenses you were talking about, isn't valid. It's... it's it, 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 well, it might be, but I'm just saying there, there's certain qualities of certain lenses that work but well, but maybe those two do, but I don't know. I don't know. So I'd be really interested to expand on this. So you think that if you have, let's say you've got a, a 100 to 400 yeah. and a 70 to 200 and a, I don't know, a, a 35 to 135, if you... I've made that lens up. But if you shoot them all at 100 millimetres and all at the same aperture, you should expect to get different... You will do, yeah, because yeah. there's going to be compromise as regards the lenses. So, I mean, if you're talking about what I what I prefer to shoot at um, or my favourite lens, it would be 24 to 70 because between those focal lengths, it does a great job. But then when if I go 70 to, two, to 200... Yeah, or um, then um, it's not going to do quite as good a job at 70 mil as my 24 to 70. So, you know, it's just semantics. Why is that? Mm. Because of the oh. way the, uh, the lenses are designed. You know, they're, they're all different. So, you know, 24 to 70 lens be between the 70 to 200 lens on the Nikon um, they're going to be different. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. Go on. No, well, I, if I, I, let me just come in here very quickly then, and you can go back to this if you want. But it was funny. Paul said the twenty-four to, to seventy, which was his, his favourite lens. So when I was shooting Canon, um, I had the twenty-four to one hundred and five, and then after about six months, I believe. I got rid of that lens and I bought the 24 to 70 um, because apparently it was a lot sharper than the 24 to 105. And it probably was. I must admit, I couldn't tell, but it probably was. But it almost annoyed me, that lens, because I found that I had to keep swapping lenses between the 24 to 70 and then the 70 to 200. So when I switched over to Sony, I went right back to the 24 to 105. Again, it might not be as sharp as a you know a 24 to 70, but when we're talking about what's your favourite lens, I'm not saying the 24 to 105 is my favourite lens, but that is probably the lens that I've probably shot like 80% of my, apart from wildlife, that's probably the lens that I've probably shot 80% of my photos on because it just kind of gives me pretty much everything that I want. Yeah, Darren, if, if I was shooting Sony, I'd shoot that lens. Yeah, the reason I enjoy the 24-70 is I could stick it on the camera and shoot all day, every day, and then shoot. And th that's the thing, is what, what happens when you're uh, shooting uh, with, like, a, 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 a 70-200? You've got, like, a certain amount of shots that you can take. But with mm. the 24-70... Se I can shoot all day long. That's yeah. the key, isn't it? Um, and well, that's how I feel with, the, with, with yeah. the 105. You know, it just kind of gives me that that overlap. You know, yeah. that kind of uh, exactly. the, extra, yeah. the extra 35 mil overlap. So I'm not always putting the the 70 to 200 on just to kind of get like a, a 90 mil or a 100 mil shot. Yeah, 
Um, it's, um, it's a good all-round lens for Sony, yeah. and the good all-round lens for the Nikon is a 24-70, so mm. that's, that's mine, Gary, so you don't have to ask me. Does Nikon, <laughs> does Nikon not have a 24-105? It might do. Yeah. I don't know. With the new Z lenses, yeah. they may do, yeah. Because that is a good range. I mean, I, I, I've got the 24-25 on the Sony as well, and I... I find that it's much more useful, like you say, Darren, than the 24 to 70. Yeah. Although I, I love the 24 to 70 on the Canon, but I feel like you've, you've got more versatility. Yeah, so, it's just having that nice little bit of overlap, you know, yeah, constantly. That's the key, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, it's horses to courses. Mm. Mm. What about you, Jamie? <clears throat> I've got no emotional attach, attachment to lenses whatsoever, but if you want to ask me what my favourite one is, I had a previous favourite and now I've got a new favourite. Um, and I've not had that many lenses, so I've not got that much to choose from. But going back to my Canon days, uh, my 70-200 f4 was by far my favourite lens. I shot that a lot more than I shot my... I had I had the whole the holy trinity when I was at Canon. I had the 16-34, 24-70 and the 70-200. The 16 to 35 was a really lovely lens, but I just didn't get enough out of it. I, I hardly shoot wide, but it was it's a lovely sharp lens. But I just reverted to shooting with a telephoto because I just enjoyed it. And for me, well, you know what I'm like with the woodland. You know, I just love that telephoto in the woodland. And since I've gone to Sony, <clears throat> and Darren recommended the 100 to 400. Um, to me now, that lens just feels, as soon as I put it on my camera, I just feel more comfortable with it. I feel yeah. as though I can get a shot I'm going to be happy with. Like today, I was out today, I was in the woodland, it was a misty morning, and I had the 24-70 on for most of the morning because you know I wanted to try and take advantage of a slightly wider scene. Um, and I had it on, and some of the shots I took with it, I, they're okay, you know, they're, they're not that bad, but... I put the the 100-400 on then sort of late morning and all of a sudden the shots I was getting for me just felt that much better and 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 it's weird I've got that feeling with that lens that as soon as it's on my camera I just feel more confident with it and I feel as though I can get the shots that I want um, now admittedly you know if I want to get a particular wide shot I'd have to swap the lenses but it's just for me it's a favorite because it gives me the confidence it gives me the ability to pick the camera up take a shot and i'll you know roughly know what i'm going to take and i'll be happy with it um so it's absolutely the 100 400 for me without a shadow of a doubt <clears throat> that is a cracking lens that actually and for wildlife as well that lens really works well with like the 1.4 teleconverter mm, and that's some that's yeah. something that i'm going to invest in actually, because you think that tiny little teleconverter, you know, that weighs nothing. You could just throw that in your bag, and, and if, you yeah. go up, if you go up a fell, you know, the extra reach that you can get with that. That's, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm finding with Woodland uh, F16, that lens is really nice and sharp. Um, you know, to get, I'm, I'm not talking about front-to-back sharpness here, but I'm talking about to get trees all relatively sharp within a scene, you know, f sixteen on that one hundred four hundred. It's it's really nice, really nice aperture and a really a sweet spot for that lens. You guys are giving me a good indication to go and get Sony rather than Nikon. <laughs> I'm going to sell my uh, kit. Darren, can I just ask that teleconverter? Can you? Is it's losing a stop? I take it. One point four is losing do. one yeah. stop. Yeah, and and you can live with that on the wildlife. Um, it depends in the conditions. To be honest with you, I mean, they don't. From what I've read, they they don't really recommend them for um, teleconverter lenses, like you know, say like the what the two hundred to six hundred, uh, the one hundred to four hundred. They work quite well, uh, and the and the big primes they work really well. They don't really advise it for my lens unless um, it's a nice bright sunny day, and you're not trying to shoot uh, birds in flight because it does affect the auto-focusing. Uh, but if you had something that was perched, then the auto-focusing would be absolutely fine. So I'm going to get it, just have a little play around with it, because sometimes, you know, you just want that kind of extra reach where you don't crop in constantly. Okay. So That's for your 100 to 400, not, not the 200 no, to 600. For, no, for my 200 to 600. Sorry. Really? Wow. I know they say that they don't really recommend it, but that's more for 
birds in flight because of the autofocusing. But I don't really shoot a lot of birds in flight. I shoot more static animals anyway. So I think I should be okay. But Dave's right, you know, you lose at a stop of light. So I'd be shooting around about, was that about F9, something like that. So, you know, I would need a sunny day, otherwise my ISO would be sky high. Yeah, I think I'm not. I'm not I think the F, I think the two hundred six is F. What is it? F five six to six three. Yeah, yeah. So if you yeah, shoot, I you, mean, you see, I use a teleconverter with my long lens, but of course, it's just for landscapes. Yeah, uh, and it's so I can shoot one peak from another. It's a very, mm. very specific requirement where I don't have to worry too much. Mine only loses a stop, but yeah. I must say, I. I I don't really have a, a favourite, you know, sort of all my best ever lens ever sort of thing at all. Like what I've got at the moment, I, I'm really happy with what's in my bag. Uh, I've certainly got no intention of changing anything for the foreseeable future. But one that I have a soft spot for, for a whole heap of reasons, uh, is my first ever lens, which is sort of similar to Gary, I suppose. You know, I was learning the ropes. I, I acquired it in 1980. It came as a kit lens with my first SLR, uh, and it was an, a nifty 50. It was it was a 50 mil f 1.8, uh, and it came with my Raleigh, and it, it I I used that just that lens for about five years. I, I I couldn't afford another lens, so I had to learn a lot. I was shooting landscapes uh, and a lot of focusing with your feet. Uh, sorry, zooming with your feet and that sort of thing. Uh, but just because it it allowed me to cut my teeth with photography, uh, I've always had a soft spot for that lens. I can't imagine anyone who doesn't love a 50mm 1.8. I, That's I can't the uh, majority of the uh, focal length I shoot in uh, Woodland. 50mm? 50 50 mil. 50 mil. Yeah. yeah. I've so, never used one. I've got one, but I've never used it. Oh, Normally, then. I, I love I love my 50 mil for street. I don't use anything other than the 50 mil for street, really. Anything else is too wide, and um, it's just shoot wide if you, open. If, if you uh, enjoy woodland, shoot 50 mil, and it'll yeah. transform you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just shoot it. Um, there you go, Lynn. Ignore, there's ignore, there's ignore, a vlog ignore, idea. Yeah. Ignore yeah. the corners. Just ignore the corners of your shots. Focus on where you're looking at and shoot 50 mil. Right, Seriously. I shall try that the next time I'm out then. Thank yeah. you. So just, that. Just, and if it doesn't work, don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> so just rewinding about three or four minutes ago, Paul, you said you may, or was you, was you joking, that you may be moving away from Nikon? Yeah, well, when we're talking about you guys who are enjoying Sony, I've, I've got no um, um, affiliation to any um, um, company. Uh, and the things that you're talking about the market, uh, the moment are making me think possibly I will move away. Yeah, mm. so I'll see. Yeah. What's this space? It's yeah, interesting maybe. actually because we yeah. had a we had another question um, on our thing which actually might be quite useful. It was from Mike Hutchinson, and he said the battle between Nikon and Canon users. You never hear anything between Nikon and Sony, Nikon and Fuji. He says, why, why is that? What's the problem between Nikon and Canon? I think they're just the old firm Derby, aren't they, really? Of course they are. Mm, do you know, yeah, do you, absolutely. You know, I grew up wanting to shoot Nikon. You know, you might have been a Canon shooter, so, you know, it's just like uh, Manchester United versus Man City, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's just yeah, the Derby, isn't it? That's absolutely, all. yeah. They're just historically were the big two, yeah, weren't they? Of course really? it is. Yeah. Which do you prefer at 18 years old? I prefer Nikon. Prefer mm. Canon. Do you know, I never understood it though. I never understood the, the animosity between the two because No, you know, neither did I. You know. I can't believe it, to be honest. No, we used to see it a lot on uh, I think I know why that is. Why? I think I'll tell you why I think it is, is because when you buy a, a nice body and then you invest in all of the lenses. For the average person in the street, that's a huge investment. Of course it is, yeah. So when the other brand 
comes out with perhaps like that little bit better and then there's kind of perhaps this one upmanship the person who's invested a lot of money perhaps don't want to be perceived as wrong that they've made the wrong decision so i think constantly throughout the years there's this kind of little bit of brinksmanship you know because they just don't want to feel that they've chosen the wrong path to go down whereas we all know that like every football team kind of kind of does this over the over the years and every camera system so you might buy whatever the best camera is out there at the moment whatever the best brand is let's say it's nikon at the moment for argument's sake you know they're not going to be there in two years time because canon might have overtook them and then sony have come up and overtake it's just you can't keep swapping camera systems i think that was the thing i think that was the big thing between nikon and canon and all the while, the other companies were just creeping up and going past them. Very because true. they were Very, releasing these mirrorless yeah. versions that Nikon and Canon weren't anywhere near at the time. So I have to say, I, though, if, you, if you're looking, Paul, the, the Sony A7R4, uh, sorry, A7 IV looks an awesome camera. Yeah. It does. I'd Canon, Nikon, um, Sony. I'm not bothered. No. Uh, all I'm after is getting a good image from the camera. And as long as it works well for me, from a uh, demographic and uh, you know a body point of view, I'm happy. It's, it's interesting that Nikon are probably one of the few brands that are truly optical with their products, though, aren't they? Because if you look at Sony, you know they do televisions and all sorts of products. You look at Canon, they do printers, they do photocopiers, all sorts of stuff. But Nikon are primarily optical aren't they i know they do glasses and things but it's optical stuff and yeah they are so but not they're not that far behind sony or above sony are they if you look yeah, at but you, but you won't buy a nikon tv though would you no you won't no yeah. very true so you know maybe they're true to their to their brand integrity of being yeah. opti- optical specialists oh the same yeah. goes for olympus of course the, yeah, you know, their course, core yeah, business going back, you know, well over a hundred years is is medical optics. Mm. Very true. Yeah, um, and uh, they're really good cameras. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. Only the wisest of people invest in that system. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I mean, and I have. I've got four of them behind me in, in my box over here because I was always Olympus uh, because I couldn't afford Nikon, but. When I look at the difference between the two, there's no no difference at all. Um, I'm Nikon yeah. through and through because I can't afford to swap my lenses to move into another lake. That's the big key, isn't it, uh, Lynn? Do you know yeah. what I do like about Nikon? I'm not talking about the quality or anything. But I like Nikon that they have black lenses. Since I've been shooting wildlife, I hate putting that camo stuff on the lens. Uh, you can't get to the buttons. I always struggle where the focus is, and I, I just I just wish they just done lenses that were just black. Shooting in the wrong place, mate. You need to go up to the Arctic Circle. You'll be fine. Yeah, the Arctic foxes. That's what I need. Yeah, yeah. that's great. what it is. It's not the it's not the lens, is it? It's no, me. It's not the I'm lens, just in the wrong the location. location. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do like about Nikon. <laughs> Moving on. Just, when, are you, yes. when are you ready? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's a, he's a regular now. He knows, yeah, he knows, yeah, he knows yeah. the drill now. <laughs> moving on, moving swiftly on. So we talked an awful lot, and we about photography. So you're probably all bored by now, because normally you're thinking, well, you know, you're expecting expecting us to talk about something else. So, how about this for a subject? So, if there was any film or TV series, I think we'll stick with that that you used to like, that you used to love in the past that you'd want to resurrect, bring back, refresh, new storylines, reboot, whatever, what would it be? And I've got a feeling Darren's going to be negative on this. Let's start with Darren Go. <laughs> um, the, the reason that I'm hesitant in bringing anything back, because it's never as good when you resurrect something. Sometimes I think things are best left in the past and how you remember them in the past. You know, they're talking about, I mean, they've been talking about it for years. You know, I mean, Friends was the biggest um, TV programme, I think, that was kind of ever made. And they're talking about bringing, uh, you know, a new season or a new episode back of Friends or something. And I just think, no, it had its day. 
and at the time it was great, but I don't think it would work now. Things like, you imagine, like, I don't know, things like the Sweeney, for argument's sake, or the professional. That'd be or, good. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Where's but, Regan? Oh, he's dead. Yeah, but you're talking about. It'd just be Dennis Waterman with his zimmer yeah, frame. The... I don't know, things like Minder. I mean, they was great back in the day, but would. Half a day be dead. It'd just be Dennis Waterman yeah, again. But, yeah, but, so are you talking about. <laughs> Bringing things back that when people are only alive to die. <laughs> no, I'm only taking God. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> so, I know what you're saying, but I, I think that the things that I enjoyed in the past, I'd like to remember them as they were. All right, let's, let's say again, it, it, we're living in an ideal world. Unless you can convince no, me. No, let's otherwise. say we're living in an ideal world. Okay. And it would, right, be, it, yeah, would be, it, would, yeah. it would be guaranteed... To be at least as good as the original, if not better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, we're, we're living in the utopia, aren't we? Yeah, right. let's say we are. Let's yeah, just say we are. I agree. All right. You're right. a bunch of negative bastards tonight. I'm not. Come I'm on. positive. I, I, kind like, of I like this. I like this question. I think it's great. Yeah. Go on then, Paul. Go on. What, what's yours? Yeah. Mine's V. Oh, I loved V. Yeah. 1983. Oh, is that yeah. with the lizards? Yeah, that yeah. was the one with the lizards, yeah. And they tried to remake it in 2007. Didn't work, did it? it, it, it no, it, well, it did work, but they stopped it after the second series, I think. And they well, it didn't work it then. Well, no, it was working. It was just politically, I think, a bit incorrect. The thing so. is, the shock of Diana unpeeling herself, once Thank you know you. that's going to happen, it, it's done, isn't it? You've, you've lost the well, shock factor. Yeah, but... I loved it. I, I grew up with that. I, I was about 11 when it came yeah, out me in too. 1983. Yeah. And I, I was hooked on it. Every night when it came out, it was weekly. I was sat in front of my um, 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 TV watching it. And I even got my friend round. So we used to lie on my bed. It was like three of us, three or four of us, lying on the bed watching it every evening. I thought it was amazing. So if it was for me, I'd make sure that they did that again. But I've never heard of it. What's it called? V. I v. V. Yeah. V for v. Victor. Yeah. V yeah. for Victor. No, v. Go and have a look at it. It's uh, on on Netflix. It's on Netflix either. and Amazon Prime. Oh, I don't watch Netflix. And it, Amazon. It, no, it was brilliant. It uh, had um, yeah. Robert England, didn't it? Uh, it did. Yeah, yeah, which was MacGyver. Yes. His, uh, yeah, he was, was, was brilliant. Yeah. Really, MacGyver. really good. It was really good. Yeah, it was. Go on, Dave. What would you bring back, mate? I'd bring back. Uh, oh, I'd actually allow it to be shown again. I wouldn't change it because there are so many programmes that are never going to see the light of day for political reasons. I'd bring back Till Death Us Do Part uh, just to stick it up the inane woke brigade. <laughs> so would I. Who've yeah. got no sense yeah. of humour and don't understand that, you know, Alf Garnet is the is the person to be derided, not his opinions. Yeah, um, but it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, also, was love thy neighbour. I knew you were going yeah. to say love yeah. thy neighbour. Mind yeah. your language. Uh, again, <laughs> again <laughs> because for, the, for exactly the same reasons, I wouldn't bring back mind your language. That was just banal. But what yeah. I w another one I would bring back that I used to love is hello, hello. Yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah. never going to show that again because it offends yeah. too many people. Uh, and... As I say, you know, th these are things and that if you don't like it, just don't bloody watch. But the it's last really two, simple. The last two you mentioned, Dave, were actually um, so anti-woke, it was unbelievable. Uh, not all woke, it was unbelievable. They were actually saying, you know, these are, these characters are, uh, you know, archetypal um, um, anti-racist characters. So they were actually saying, you know, like Alf Garnet, he was taking the piss out of himself, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, Warren Mitchell is a, a really sensible actor and a sensible person. And he wasn't, he wasn't daft, was he, what he was playing? Yeah, yeah the was. joke was always on his character. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. but the, the modern woke brigade will have you believe that the, the stupid it, opinions that he spouts all the time are what the program's about. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. It's indefensible. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Never yeah. watched it. Well, I think I probably time. have, but I can't really remember. I, I, I'm, I'm old, mate. I can remember it coming around the first time in black and white. <laughs> oh, I've I just thought of something that I absolutely love. And if they could bring it back with the same cast, but they can't because they're all dead. 
Some mothers do have them. No. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's Army. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I used to love Dad's Army. They do reruns of it on Sky, you know. I've got the box set. Yeah, brilliant. But I haven't got a DVD player, so I'll just look at the box set. Jamie, what about you? What would you bring back, Jamie? <clears throat> well, you've just thrown this... Why the cheeky girls didn't make anything. Oh, well, yeah, that's up. <laughs> I never live that down. I've been making some notes while you lot have been talking because I haven't got a clue when you asked this have question. You, have you put uh, it on a spreadsheet? Uh, not yet, but I, I can do if you want me to, Paul. Uh, it will be lost, though, um, which was the first one. Lost Lost is, is something that I really enjoyed, and I would like to see how that finished. I can you explain I... the ending to me, please? Because no, nobody no. else has been and, and that was why I loved it as much, because nobody really understands what that thing was ever about. Really, it was just one of those weird programs that you think, well, there must be an ending here that's going to explain everything, uh, and it didn't, did it? It didn't. Um, the Good Life was one that you didn't mention there, uh, Dave, on your when you were going back through some of the old ones. Um, Faulty Towers is one that you know is it lives on. I love Faulty Towers, and it, they're doing reruns now. Um, Grange they're Hill. Not, they're, they're not doing the Germans though. Oh, are they not? Huh? No. No, they've decided they're not going to show that. So, you know, John Cleese has been up in arms about it recently. And in fact, you know, when you think about it, that body of work is only 12 episodes uh, and, mm. and they're canning one. And despite the fact the joke was on Basil Fawlty, not the Germans, you know. That's it, the thing, mm. yeah. Same again. So totally yeah, agree with you there, Jamie. It was, on, it was on the character, not not the um, what he was saying, wasn't it? That's mm. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I used to love the, uh, you know, the uh, intro to uh, Forty Towers. Yeah, where it's always spelled differently. The actual flowery twats. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flowery twats. How have they got away with that in 1978? I don't know. But every time you watch it, and I've watched, as you said, there's only 12 episodes, and I've watched them, God, how many times, do you still crack up? You know, Manuel. No, yeah, the, the I, jokes I, I never just... got uh, uh, Forty Towers, to be honest. Did you? Not? Good Life, I did. Yeah, I loved the Good Life, but never got uh, Forty Towers. Too much like uh, Monty Python for me. Yeah, jumping around and acting daft. But you know, uh, Good Life, brilliant, and Grain Jill. Yeah, you mentioned Grain Jill. You you seem uh, a little bit too young for Grain Jill, to be honest. Me? No, yeah. no, Grain Jill. I lived on Grain Jill in my uh, early years. You got in at twenty past five, didn't you? Or ten mm. past five, watch Grange Hill, and then, and then magic, ma magic Roundabout came on about twenty-five. Oh, to magic six. Roundabout, yeah. Uh, yeah. Magic Roundabout. Can I go? Can I slightly change this topic though, Gary? But keeping it in in a similar vein, because there's one thing that I'd love to bring back. Yeah. It's not a TV program. Okay. And it, it's a product. It's a sauce. HP made a sauce back in the day called All Sauce. And I absolutely love this thing. It's called All Sauce. And I always have it on me fish and chips, and it was bloody gorgeous. And you can't buy it anymore. I've actually written to HP, asking <laughs> if they could just actually create it again because I loved it that much. And, of course, they said, we've got no plans to do that, sir. <laughs> but what what, what did sauce. it taste like, Jamie? It was like a fruity sauce, but it was a cross. I, I can't explain it, Paul. I really can't explain it. And I've tried lots of different sauces like under different brands and the new ones to see whether it tastes like it. But it's it was it's tomatoey. It's a cross between <coughs> everything: brown sauce, tomato sauce, fruity sauce, whatever. But it just had that real tang to it, and and yeah, I don't know what it was. It had some weird ingredient in it that um, I enjoyed. Did you put anyway. it on your crispy pancakes and your chips while you were watching Grain Jill? <laughs> no, but I always had it on my chips. Definitely on my chips. <laughs> it was lovely. So yeah, HP all sauce. I would love to bring back, but I can't because they won't make it anymore. Oh, well, maybe we should create a petition you know ask everybody sign below sign below yeah exactly. bring back all sorts does anyone even remember it i've never heard of it no no never heard of it oh yeah you need to go that's that. why they stopped making it because it was rubbish and only jamie bought it <laughs> yeah. if we if we're talking products that i wish they brought back i've got several go on, one then. is lynx voodoo right which is my <laughs> which 
What's wrong with that? <laughs> was that your pulling that, smell? They still do that, Gary. <laughs> it was not voodoo. Not voodoo. Not? No, not mm. voodoo. No. Oh, the minute they stopped making out, Gary couldn't get a girl. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, right? If if I'd have known it it's was got going... nothing to do with it, the way he looks, then yeah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that too. I um, love you, Gary. If 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 they if I'd have known they were going to stop, I'd have stockpiled that. I'm telling you now. The other one was coconut boosts. Well, I used to love coconut boosts. Oh, I did as well. Don't do don't those anymore. Those? Yeah, don't, you don't. don't eat chocolate. No, because well, it, boosts always used to be coconut, didn't they? That they, they were the original. Did. They did, like, and the old, the old ones did, yeah. And then they went to biscuit boosts and some other boosts, and they kept those and got rid of the coconut ones. Unbelievable. And the other thing that I'd really like to have again was Quattro. Do you remember Quattro, the drink? I do, mm. I do, mate, yeah. Another another thing yeah, that, I, yeah. that I really that's used to the, like. That's and, the, and going back to the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah got yeah. rid of that as well, bastards. Yeah. So, but but in terms of um, in terms of TV and what have you, I would really love, I used to love our Vida Saint Pet. I, I oh, love yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Best show ever. Yeah, I just yeah. other than um, Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, two. I lo- yeah, yeah, I love Only Fools yeah. and Horses. But I, I loved our video name Pet, and I really wish that they. I mean, I know some some of the cast are gone now, but I'd love to see a reboot of that, almost like modern times. You know, with the well, they did though, now, didn't they? They they did they reboot did. it yes, from the did. original yes. series, but it was yeah. it, the first couple were okay of the reboots. But the, the last one got a bit silly, uh, and they've they, they lost too many characters. I, I, I think that goes back to what Darren said: you can't go back, can you? Yeah, you know, no. you can't. It's like when they did Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, you know, when, when they won the million, when they won the money, should have stopped. Uh, they should have stopped. Should have ended wanted it. Them to carry on. I did do, yeah. but when I watched them after that, I thought, you know, you shouldn't have done it. You know, no, definitely not. Yeah. You're right, Darren. Interesting about Alvida saying, Pet, the second series, Wayne died halfway through filming. Yeah, and know, so there was yeah. a lot of bits in it where it's, where's Wayne? Oh, he's off pulling or he's off doing this or he's off mm-hmm. doing that. He, just because they couldn't fit it in because he died. And the, and the one other that I, I, I feel, re- I used to love it, like not as a kid, but as a sort of a 20 something, was Father Ted. I loved Father Ted. I thought it was so funny, hilarious. Watch that either. Oh my god, it was the most for me. It's one of the most brilliant comedies ever. But unfortunately, Dermot Morgan, who played Father Ted, <laughs> fi- died, they finished filming the second series, and in the in the rap party, yeah. he died. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know that's about a real forty-seven, wasn't he? Yeah, he was only very young. Yeah, yeah. yeah Darren, if you if you've never seen it seriously, make the effort to watch it. Oh, you so won't funny. be disappointed. I've it's seen great, I've great, seen uh, clips of it on on YouTube, you know, but I've never actually sat down and watched the series at all. Yeah, have a have a look at it because once you get into the context of it, you, you realise how funny. It, I mean, right. I, knowing you, I think it'd be right up your street in terms right. of your sense of humour. I'll give it a go. Yeah. The, the one thing that I regret or feel the, bad about for that is that Father Jack didn't have a bigger role because Father mm. Jack is the most brilliant comedy character ever written, I think. Yeah, He's what, just was genius. He like, Feck girl. Yeah. When, when it, it, my favourite one was when, when they took the drink away from him yeah. and he, he, he sobered up and he's going like, curtains, floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like is it? Oh, it's just brilliant. It was really, it was really good. So yeah, that's that's the one thing that I, or well, the couple of things that I wish came back, along with coconut boosts. So what do you it. like, Lynn? Um, oh, there's there's too many. There was a quiz show with Suggs. It's a Channel Four. Yeah. Suggs from Madness. Suggs from Madness, and yeah, it's the best yeah. quiz show I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it was, was hysterical. It was full, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Um, Moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd and oh, Bruce yeah, Willis. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. that takes me back, doesn't it? Bruce oh, Willis yeah. and uh, Sybil Shepherd. So That's how old, he had hair then. How really? old roughly are you, uh, um, uh, Lynn? Between <laughs> me, like, I'm quite 50? happy say I'm, I'm 54. Yeah, I'm, I'm four, so. Well, I'm 50 uh, tomorrow. Mm. Happy birthday. Yeah, I was going to say right at the no, end. No, the no, that wasn't a plug. Should, uh, no, I've wasn't written a, a note to make sure we say at the end as Did well. You? Yeah, no, yeah. that wasn't a plug. But uh, Lynn, uh, yeah, Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis. God, awesome. I, I, I don't know who I fancied more, whether it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce or, or Sybil. I think it was Bruce, to be honest. I that got very surreal do. towards the end, though, didn't it? They did a lot of musicals. Oh, they did. It, it all got sorts old. Of stuff you know, yeah. they, they, they 
they, they, they overdo stuff, don't they? There's a Facebook group <laughs> called Bring Back HP All Source. Oh, is there? Yeah, I've just is found it. Yeah. Can you send me oh, the it's link? It's got to be the end the card Jamie? of this. I'll, 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 Michelle I'll Collins that started tonight, it up. Yeah. Bring Back HP All Source. Oh. Apparently it had onions in it and something else. <laughs> so does Brad Source. Do I look red? Because I am sweating in You here. are red. You, you, mate, yeah. you are so red. I this think, room uh, feel is so your left, hot. Uh, feel, feel your left break your pulse. Say that again without slurring. Feel your left <laughs> break your pulse. What does that feel even your left mean? Left pulse. Yeah. Oh, my left pulse. Yeah. What, what do I do with it? Is it quick? Oh, I don't know. I can't feel it. Are you dead? <laughs> I don't like checking my pulse. I don't like the, the feel of it. I don't like that beating. Okay. Yeah, I don't like it's a good job it is, though. Oh, I love the feel of it because it means I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Although I wouldn't be checking for it if I was dead, I guess. So. No. Yeah. Why the left and not the right, Paul? You can do either, to be honest. Oh. But it's, it's, he's right-handed. What does it mean? What What? Well, if it's, it's if it's high and irregular, he's having a heart attack. But he's not. I just said I was up. That was all. <laughs> he's still here. Jesus! I just turned the radio. I just turned the fire down, brother. Jesus! That'd be a podcast first, wouldn't it? Like Tommy Cooper. Just bring back Tommy Cooper. He's the voice of doom, isn't he? Tonight, poor old Jay with his carpal tunnel. I'm scared shitless about going in and exactly. there. <laughs> we we can't know. go without wishing the, the big man a big 5 0 tomorrow, yeah. can we really? Happy so. birthday. Well, when this goes out, he. What do you mean, the big man? <laughs> Top left hand corner in my screen, you're the biggest man. He's yeah, talking man. about subs. <laughs> He's talking about subs, Paul. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but happy yeah. birthday for tomorrow, yeah. mate. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very birthday. much. Have a good Happy one. And what, you, what are you doing, indeed. Paul? What are you doing for it? I'm going to go and watch Manchester City versus um, Chelsea. and then. A so what day is that on, Paul? What, tomorrow. So Saturday. So by the time the podcast comes out, that would have actually been yesterday. Yes, gone. So uh, uh, Manchester what? City will have won 2-1. Oh, I was going to say, what's the result? So two, you're going 2-1 City? Oh, maybe 3-1. Yeah, we'll okay, okay, we'll see. We'll have a great day. Anyway, yes, enjoy you, your 50th. Yes. Thank you. So I think, is that everyone who's 50 now? Everyone 50? <laughs> I wish yeah, I still was. Yeah, not me, handsome. not me. <laughs> Are you not 50? No, not yet. Until June, is it? It's yeah, June, yeah. June, yeah, yeah. Finally, my IQ will catch up. <sighs> yeah. Thank you very much for the uh, uh, birthday wishes, by the way. You're more than welcome, mate. Yeah, and I hope you have a really good day. So Thank you. Um, I think that's it. I think we'll we'll call it a day on that. And thank you uh, ever so much to everyone who's watched. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much to Lynn, who's kindly uh, yeah, thanks for in. coming so on, Lynn. Thank you, thank you for having me back again. Well, hopefully we'll have you Absolute back again pleasure. a few more times, Lynn, because you're uh, you, you're good company. So yes. oh, thank so, you, kindly. Yes. <laughs> Come out. <Lynn. laughs> Keep going, keep going. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. that. I was yeah. smooth as a bottle of voodoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your photography. You, you. It's very good. Better than James. <laughs> anyway, so. Have you stopped now or what? No, no, we're still going. No, we're exactly. <laughs> Paul, Paul, when we say goodbye, that right. means we've ended. Okay. It's just that your, your uh, chat of techniques are <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but Nary doesn't have the Lynx voodoo, you see. He's had to brush up on, on the skill. Oh, no. yeah. so it's it's literally it like doing it with one leg. It's like trying to run with one leg and having the Lynx voodoo. Oh, dear. Anyway, yes, I'll get the Sauvage one. Yes, good point. Anyway, have a, have, a, have a lovely week, everybody, and we'll all see you next week. Goodbye. See you, bye. 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 See, now we've ended, Paul.